the Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. I watch college basketball all season long. But there are those, and many of you, who are jumping into the pool as now you test the waters and it's warm. And what a pool to jump into, huh? Really. I mean, you have North Carolina on the most improbable run. You have Duke with Coach K's final season. And I think finally, and I heard Jay Williams saying this yesterday, it's the first time he's believed they actually have a real chance to win the whole thing. Oh, and then, of course, you've got St. Peter's. The St. Peter's Peacocks from right here in good old Jersey City are now in the Elite Eight, led by Shaheen Holloway, former college basketball star at Seton Hall. This team is the first ever 15 to be in the Elite Eight. And you talk about a difference in program history, in size of accomplishment, North Carolina and St. Peter's winner to the Final Four. 1-800-919-3776. We got a lot to get into today. This Deshaun Watson story. Oh, my God. How awful was that press conference yesterday? We've got the, the Yankees and the Mets, and we are now down to 12 days until the start of the season. We've got the Knicks, and again, the Knicks aren't unbelievably relevant because they're not going to the postseason, but does anybody notice how they're playing? A lot better, right? Does anybody notice who's not playing? Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. Are the Nets now in your mind that Kyrie and that, oh, sham of a, a vaccine mandate, by the way. We're not going to get into that today. But does anybody notice uh, Kyrie? We'll see about Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant. I mean, what, what are the expectations? I, I still stand by it. It's not finals or bust. It's whole thing or bust. If they don't win the whole thing, they're not going to win. They're, they're, they're never going to win the whole thing. And James Harden, I watched him the other night. James Harden is, it's, ugh, he is not a winning basketball player. So we have a lot, a lot to get into. I mean, you got, you got Stump Rothenberg, 1030. We, we've got, I mean, I, I don't, if you want to say treason, like something terrible happened at the station yesterday. And I think oftentimes you can say, Dave, you're, you're a baby. And I think that can be true. I think I have baby tendencies, but even Ty who can be against me a good amount of the time, absolutely, and I haven't talked to him about this, has no choice but to take my side. So we'll bring him on at 9.15. He'll talk too much as he typically does, and we'll make fun of him for that. But Ty is, of course, here today, as is Jake, because people love those guys. But we start with St. Peter's. And you know what the thing about St. Peter's is? And when we sit here and we discuss mask mandates and vaccines, and Kyrie Irving, and all of the, you know, Deshaun Watson, and Aaron Rodgers, and all of the things that I really, when I, when I was a little kid, and my thought was, you're going to, I, I want to do sports talk radio. That's what I want to do. FAN, FAN launched in, I think, 87 and I heard them for like 10 minutes. I was like, this, this as, a, as a 13-year-old, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. 
But when I thought about what I wanted to do, never once did I envision, because who could, that I'd have to deal with a, a, a six-month period where there were no sports on. None. And we're breaking down the, 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 the Bulls, you know, documentary 30 for 30. Well, what did you realize that Rodman did that? Like little did I realize, little did I realize that that a guy wouldn't play because he just decided to. Oop, I'll go missing, and that was going to be a big thing, and then show up at birthday parties. Or I, I want to be the voice for the voiceless. Like I little did you ever realize that this would be the things. These would be the things you'd have to discuss when you wanted to do sports radio. Right? Great players can't play in Toronto now. Well, I mean, I never did I once recognize it, have any idea, and and in fairness. I didn't care. And I think a lot of people, these are byproducts. Like, I don't want to talk about the Sean Watts. It's a terrible story. I mean, I think it needs attention. But these are not things that when you're a kid, you really, you, I want to do sports radio so I can get into this. Never once. But you know what it was? And you know what it is? Well, we're seeing it right now. St. Peter's. That, that story right there is the reason that when you're a kid, you dream like this to me encompasses exactly what sports is supposed to be. OK, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal story. If I were to ask everyone listening right now. Everyone listening at this very moment. Who's probably within in shouting distance of St. Peter's. Of that school, if I would ask you. 10 days ago, where's St. Peter's? I don't know that more than, I don't know, 15, maybe 20% would have any idea that it was in Jersey City. Well, you know what? Last Friday, they had this unbelievable win and beat probably, I mean, who are the blue bloods when it comes to college basketball? Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina. They beat and stunned Kentucky. And you say to yourself, local school, great win, amazing story, it'll last a day, and then it's done. No. Because then, on Sunday, they go and lead from, from beginning to end and beat Murray State. So you have a 15 now in the Sweet 16. And then, last night, in a in a game where you look at and you say they're not going to Purdue is a guy that's seven four. Purdue as a player is going to be a top five pick in the in the draft. Jaden Ivey's a terrific player. They can't beat Purdue, oh can't they? Well, they're trailing by six in the second half, and it feels like this dream is over. And I'm watching the game, and my my entire thought is, how can they beat Purdue? They can't beat Purdue. Purdue's a grizzled team. It's a team that was, you know, th- nobody knows anything about them. But somehow, the, the little engine that could from Jersey City, unbelievable as they beat Purdue. Now, I have a, I don't want to say dilemma because it's not a dilemma for me. But my 11-year-old is a out-of-his-mind crazy North Carolina fan. Well, I think you know what we have tomorrow. We have North Carolina and we have St. Peter's. But I said this to him last night when he's going crazy and nearly in tears yet again over North Carolina. 
and they get this great win over UCLA, and they win the game, and now they step up and they play St. Peter's. I said, you do realize that unless you're a fan of North Carolina basketball, like unless you're, you, you grew up, you're a fan, I love North Carolina, that you're rooting for St. Peter's tomorrow. Went, Why, Dad? Because this is a story which comes around, uh, you want to say once in a lifetime? I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we've all seen the movie Hoosiers, right? Every single one of us has seen the movie Hoosiers. Now, this team has not won the championship yet, but in what they've done, th- this is what they make movies out of. If, if, in fact, if you went, if you, you spent, how much is a movie now? It's a lot, right? Like 13 bucks. I haven't been to a movie in over two years. If you spent your 13 bucks and sat down and had your popcorn and empty movie theater, feet up, maybe a little pack of Twizzlers and a, a large soda, and you're sitting there in the movie theater and you watched St. Peter's beats Kentucky, Murray State, and Purdue. And for one moment in time is the biggest story in all of sports. You'd say, who writes this crap? This is not real. This is a fictitious, made-up story. Well, you know what? That's why when you're a little kid, you fall in love with sports. St. Peter's is currently giving us the reason. Because there's so many things. There's Tyreek Hill. There's Deshaun Watson. There's vaccines. There's Kyrie Irving. So many things about sports now that you hear. And you're like, oh, God. I hate that. Do we really? I can't tell you how many days. And I understand what I do. And, and I guess for lack of a better term, like the service that we perform, right? There are stories that necessitate discussion from, from us to you and, and, you know, back and forth. But it doesn't mean that we love it all the time. This is the reason. Right there. Right in front of your face. St. Peter's. How great is that? To knock off Kentucky, Murray State, Purdue. There were 19-point underdogs against Kentucky. There were 9-point underdogs against Murray State. They were 13-point underdogs against Purdue. That was and is, and that's the beauty. You are now in the midst of one of the great runs in the history of sport. And like I told my 11-year-old last night, unless you are a fan of North Carolina, you absolutely have to be rooting for St. Peter's right now. And by the way, nine-point underdogs against North Carolina. So it's as good as it gets. Five o'clock tomorrow, as you, I'm sure, had in your bracket, which I'm also sure is busted to shreds right now. North Carolina and St. Peter's. Amazing. 1-800-919-3776. As I was going on during what I think is a very good open. I think Ty will agree when I ask him his, his thoughts and moments. Um, I didn't include the Rangers. What a win from the Rangers last night. In fact, Alex had his first lacrosse practice of the season. So I'm at his lacrosse practice. We took two cars. I wanted to get home immediately after practice, which ended at 7. I get home. I turn on the TV. 3 nothing Rangers. Let's do that hockey. Rangers destroy Pittsburgh, who's a very good team. So a terrific win from the Blue Shirts. A great win from the Knicks. I mean, listen, I'm not saying it has all that much value, but a, a good win from the Knicks. And 
for all those that said they can't possibly win games without Julius Randle, um, Your Honor, Exhibit A. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. So the permutations are just absolutely delicious here with college hoops. All right. With everything going on, I know the calls are, I mean, wall to wall lined up this morning. 1-800-919-3776. But before we get to the calls, we say good morning to one of the greats, Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. David, speaking of delicious, that open, my friend, might have been, how long have you been at this station? You know, you know what's remarkable? Um... 11 years. 11. Might have been the, the best open you've delivered in 11 years. So it moved it for it you. It moved it. And, you know, indicated by, if you look at the call screener, the lines are blowing up. And it's everywhere. You NCAA tournament. You've got the whole sadness scandal. Scandal. Uh, it, it, there's a lot going on. I mean, you delivered what I would call a Marconi Award winning open just now. Really? Now, I don't know if you're heaping it on me here, if like you, you truly believe that open was one no, for, I, I, one I, for the No, I ages. truly believe it. And it's fresh off of, by the way, I, I, I was driving yesterday, uh, listened to you on the K show, and I thought the spot was fantastic. So well, you've just you. been on, on a remarkable run. Some would argue St. Peter's-esque. Oh, yeah, but do you look at me as this? this... No, not a Cinderella story. Right. This is the expectation. Right, exactly. Can I throw something on you real quick? uh, Yeah, that would be delicious. Uh, The only disappointing thing about what's happening in college basketball right now is I know what you're going to say. This is how well I know you. You ready? Let's hear it. The officiating. Well, no, that's that's bad, but that goes without saying. I just wish that Duke— Cause, so you'll have St. Peter's and UNC on one side of the bracket. I wish Duke was on the other side of the bracket. Because so that would if be you, a final matchup? If you could get Duke versus either UNC, you know, for them to, you know, come back from what, what happened at Cameron Endor three weeks ago or this St. Peter's story, if you could have that in the national title game, I think that would be just remarkable. Yeah, but and it's fair, but you could get Duke-Kansas in the finals. Yeah, but not as—right. Maybe it's prisoner of the moment, but you not as sexy. You could get Duke-Villanova in the finals. Sure. But I mean, not, as are, not as sexy. I would agree not as sexy. But that semifinal game, if Duke wins today, Which regardless of who they play in the next round, you have Duke-North Carolina. It's the biggest rivalry in the Final Four. Yeah. and the, Or Duke-St. Peter's. Yeah, that would be that – would, which, which one do you think would be better? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Duke-St. Now, Peter's. Now, define better. Better game? <sighs> bigger story? More intriguing. See, here's the thing. I, I just – I don't know how long St. Peter's can continue to compete with teams that they're <laughs> like they don't have the same talent as. <laughs> sometimes uh, it comes down to like coaches say it's not. Sometimes it's just about effort, and, and they <laughs> they look like they belong. And by the way, it's, at some point we got to recognize seedings really don't matter. Like as no, much they don't. As we they think. don't matter at all. In fact, so much so, and you bring this up. So if you add the total number of just. Just I, for lack of a better word, points of the seeds, right? Okay, John Nash, let me hear it. it it's forty-seven. It the highest it's ever been in the Elite Eight has mm. been forty. Because we got them frauds, you know, Gonzaga. I'm never betting on them again. Just totally destroyed. What, what, a, what a disgraceful performance! And and you know what happens? I don't know if you recognize this, but you can tell early on because they played Georgia State and they won. 
but they did not look good at all in that they game. They were down 10 at halftime, I believe. Well, no, that, I think that was to Memphis the next Oh, to game. Memphis, yes, yes. But then they played Memphis, and it took everything for them to fight back and win that game. You, like, you can see these things coming from a mile away, and I, and I feel that was on the on the verge of happening. But we have a lot to do today, and I don't, I don't want to waste time with the, the sadness that it's Gonzaga. You are part. I mean— coincidentally part of what will go down as one of the great station scandals <laughs> yesterday on the show. So we're doing this bracket host sadness. And I don't even think at this point, it's not even up for debate whether there was cheating or not, but I will still ask you this. So we're rolling along. I think it's like 645. And Don and I are locked in this battle. It's like thousands of votes have come in. He's up 51.7%, and I have, like, 483 Like, it's it's narrowly close. And we go to break. We come back from break, and I was like, oh, my God. Did you see what's happened here? Don, now, in the first hour and 45 minutes, like, 1,800 people have voted. From going to break to returning to the next segment, an additional 4,300 people voted. Every single one for Don. Good for me. <laughs> now, I'm not going to call Don out for what is obvious cheating. But you will agree. And I don't think you even have a dog in the fight. I think you like me. I think you like Don. I think you like both the shows. And you enjoy working on either and both. Clear and obvious cheating. Harass I- them. Harass <laughs> them. Make them relinquish the ball. I will, I will, I will, I will now turn to you. What, I mean, clear and obvious. Oh, it's cheating. it's obvious cheating. And by the way, I'll I'll be candid here. I thought that there was a point in time that I thought the K show had something to do with it. Trying too hard, bro. But to their credit, when they were grilled, I mean, on the witness stand for essentially four hours, cross examination, you know, from callers. People were living. People were upset on social yeah. media. You joined the show. I got to be honest. I don't think they had anything to do with it. I agree. I, 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 my initial reaction was like, what a repulsive act by these animals. And then in retrospect, I was like, no, there's no, Don doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to take money out of an ATM. <laughs> Don, Don's incapable of doing something like that. Kay has no interest whatsoever in, in, now, in this Now, Kay poll. has no interest, you're right, until he does. Like, Mike, I don't care if I win this whole thing. Uh, Peter, I, what a pathetic host sadness. Yet, do you see who's leading the campaign? Vote for me, vote for me. <laughs> He's got Laura Styles quote right? tweeting. <laughs> so don't give me this crap that they have no interest in this thing. So maybe there's there's a hint of if if we had to say Kay's the least interested in, in all of this, so I would agree. So I don't think he. Had in fact, any Don said he woke up at eight forty five yesterday morning. Meant to tweet. How how you can have two children under the age of five and wake up at eight forty five is beyond me. But regardless of that, wakes up at eight forty five yesterday morning and he goes on to tweet, "Vote for me, vote for me." Sees it's eighty percent to twenty percent things. I don't even need to send out a tweet. <laughs> I win. It made no sense, man, and it's it, it's so appropriate for it to have happened yesterday, uh, because I'm I love RJ, but I thought he might have. My conspiracy theory was that he was in on it because conveniently he goes to Vegas, and it's like you know ignorance becomes the excuse. But yeah, something clearly happened. 
Who even knew that was something that could like <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. And then you Google buying votes on a Twitter poll and it's 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 like a, a raging business. Yeah, we got to give credit to at uh, rich underscore Bouchelle, I believe is how he pronounces his last name, because he you know, he put it on the scene that you could actually go and buy these votes. It's like forty three dollars. So clearly someone For thousands of votes, clearly someone in the Carmi you know, uh, affected the results of this election. And I'm not happy about it because I was, I love Don, but I was clearly rooting for you. I made fun of you some, and I said it would be embarrassing if you lost you lost an election on, on your own show. Uh, which I don't agree with because I think Don is, is the most popular person but at the station, the and I recognize advantage. that. It's a home court advantage. L- listen, I, I understand. But if I would have lost that thing in 4,400 votes and he won 52% to 48, I know you say embarrassing, I could have lived with that. But now we'll never know. Yeah, that's Now the we'll thing. never know. And I think was... it goes down without a doubt. That is the biggest voter scan that we've ever had in this yes. country. In the country? Yeah. In, in this country's history, we have never had a voting scandal anywhere near so that. So 15 years from now, history books will, will be uh, reflecting what, what happened here at the station yesterday. I think they start to teach that on Monday in schools. <laughs> I, I, without a doubt. I'm so I think that they get it into the curriculum. And if they're allowed, they push it through for, for Monday. Yes, big conversation. Need I remind you, you, you were up at at one point. You were up 60-40. So, yes, it did get to 52-48 before all the all the madness ensued, no pun intended. But you were up 60-40 early. Well, yeah, and that makes sense because you figured the, the, the company is going to come out of the gates and be voting for me tremendously, which is exactly what happened. I, I can't I, – I didn't listen to a ton of the show yesterday, but apparently the K-Show spent like a good – Two of their four hours on this. Yeah, I, I listened to the first. It was uh, their lead. Hour forty five minutes, and it's so funny. They said we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but and then they talked about it for the next uh, two hours. So it was a big story. It's a big, big story. story, and they love them some Dave Rothenberg. Yeah, but they say they don't, but they do, right? Yeah, I, I love the drop of you saying, "Get through a show without talking about me." They can't do it. <laughs> they can't. So you think that they're incapable of of doing four hours without mentioning your name? Oh, absolutely. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I think they could get through a show without talking about me, but I don't think they could. There's no way they could get through a week without you, talking. Did you see they were accusing Rick of, of being behind this? Not only, see, diabolical. Not only were they accusing him, when I went on the show, they tried to pit me against, against Rick. Against him, see? And, and I wouldn't take the bait. It's disgusting. What, just, they have done here, <laughs> what they have done here between the cheating, which I don't know was them, and in fact don't believe was them, but between the cheating and trying to pit me against my co-host, it is, it's a repulsive form of, of lack of sports. How do you continue really this? Because in the Final Four, you now have, on one side of the bracket, you have K versus Rick. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. Anymore. And now Greeny versus Dot. I know you don't care anymore, but it's still going to happen. Well, yeah, I guess it'll take how place. Do, but I'll tell you st- what, I'm not going to be discussing it nearly as much. How do you stop the, like, how do you stop the cheating? I don't, know. I don't know that you can. So then, I think we I think we have now gone down a, a slippery slope where you you maybe th- this is this is the society we live in now. I'm excited for everyone to start cheating now. Oh yes, great. <laughs> and by the way, so in the history of the station, of Paul has never had more than five thousand votes. Did you see how many votes this thing wound up with? Wait, how many? I didn't check. Eight eighty four hundred votes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jay Williams versus Mike Greenberg yesterday ended with like twelve hundred. No, it was a lot more than that. Well, uh, I I thought I saw a twelve or thir- um, two thousand nine hundred fifteen. Yeah, so ours wound, wound up with like fifty five hundred more. You know why? Because they bought them. 
They bought them. Forty-three bucks, man. Like, there's a lot, a lot better ways you can. But how about I go on the K show? They're like, you know why it could be Rick? He's he has the means. (laughs) I love that part. (laughs) With the means, like, like, are there people saying like, God, I just can't afford forty-three dollars on something? Now, is it pathetic if you do it? Yes. But it's not like it was $43,000 and Rick has those means. It was $43. <laughs> yeah, that was like the biggest talking point. Well, he has, right. he has the I mean, motive. But Rick, Rick, has, <laughs> Rick has the motive and Rick has the means. Who doesn't have those means? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I can't believe that happened yesterday. Yeah. It was well, you, you were there for it. You were there for it. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's start with Marv, because we should. Marv in the Bronx, good morning. You're first up on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Please don't be mad at me. For the next five weeks, I'll be gone to graduate school to finally finish it up. Well, you're going, uh, you're, you're going to be boarding at graduate school? No, I'll be um, – normally when I call you in the morning, I'll be in class for the next month. Oh, so I'll, all, right. all right. You know what? Yeah. I, it's not easy, but okay, I won't be mad, Marv, because it's you. Hey, Only because it's you. Listen, I appreciate that, and you're the best guy in the station. I'm going to say that unequivocally. But, look, this thing with St. Peter's is your cool. Um, I was at, I was, I'm a fairly Dickinson alum. And I was at the basketball office the other day, and I was talking to them. And I said, they're going to beat Purdue. And they said, you're crazy. And I'm going to make another pick. They're going to beat North Carolina. And, Dave, if I can pivot, I want to be get very personal. Okay. Um, the Final Four in the NCAA this time of the year is very special to me because 50 years ago my mom passed away the day before the semifinals. And I was, in, I was, I was out of it. But those games, the semifinal and the championship game, you float into the funeral. So this time of year is melancholy, also special to me because those games are very special to me. And what St. Peter's is doing is magical, and they will be in the Final Four. Wow! You no, know, because uh, I have a friend who's phenomenal, phenomenal um, North Carolina fan. They're not when they're not beating St. Peter's because this is a special ride, and you probably won't see this for years to come. Yeah, and my I mean, man. You, you see, you see this though. And thanks for the call, Marv. You, you see these. Uh... These wild, like, like you know, uh, George Mason, right? You see these, but a 15, right? You, but you see the, the Virginia Commonwealths that are like an 11 and get there, or the George Masons of the world, but a, but a, a St. Peter at 15. We've never, never had a 15 get here. And he says that, my immediate thought is, no, no, they can't. Like, oh, they can beat North Carolina. No, they can't. But maybe they can, right? Because be, beating Kentucky, no, they can't. Beating Murray State was it? No, they can't. Beating Purdue was a come on. Like you said, he went to FDU. They're going to be Purdue. Now, you're crazy. St. Peter's can't compete with Purdue, but they did, and they beat them. And I'd say St. Peter's can't compete with North Carolina, but who knows? Dan in Saratoga. Good morning, Dan. You're next up on 9870 ESPN. Dave, how are we doing? We're doing good, Dan. What's going on, pal? Uh, you know, I'm just in the yard scooping up dog stuff, you know, having fun. Um, <laughs> so what do you, you, like like a weekly, just scour the yard and, and get all the stuff? Not daily. I mean, every day. I mean, my wife has me out here bright and early almost every day. So I do you know, Did you know that, this is wild, there are companies that you can hire that will come and, and do that for you? Yes, I'm a contractor, and there's actually a, a local guy at the Pooper Scooper. He may, I mean, I, I was talking, he makes a pretty good living doing it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but think, think about that. It's like, what do you do for a living? I clean dog feces up with, with no. I mean, really. Yeah, it's Who, not what I want. No. <laughs> Like, I, I would hope he makes a pretty good living doing it. 
Yeah, exactly. But um, the reason for my call, Dave, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm uh, pretty upset right now. I signed up to Twitter last night, just to, or yesterday, just to vote for you, and I feel like I've been, like, deceived. I'm, I'm really upset about it. I, I, got, I got to be honest with you. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I feel. I feel your pain. I think a lot of people are very upset. I think a lot of people are very turned off. I think that you witnessed uh, a cheating scandal yeah. of epic proportions, and I don't know what to tell you other than I'm. I'm sorry that we all had to sit there and endure this. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But um, on the St. Peter's thing, I mean, uh, luckily I, I placed a couple of bills on them on the money line. <laughs> I woke up pretty happy today. But um, I'm actually. You didn't um, want, I, hang on, Dan. The game was at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't you didn't was. watch the game? No, I did. Well, I well, I once they won, I went crazy. I had people over last night, but nice. I woke up this morning feeling nicer. But um, nice. But yeah, are you going to do the same just, against Carolina? You're going to go on the money line again? I don't know. I think I may. Part of, I may. I may. I may. But I, I can't tell the wife that, so I got to keep that on a on you know away from her a little. I bit. won't. I won't say anything. I promise. But yeah, they're just such an easy team to root for. I mean, I like the way they play. They're spunky. They they have a lot of they, they have confidence, and I just they're just easy to root for. They really are, and I'm just I I generally I'm I think I'm a St. Peter's fan now. To be honest, I don't know if that's fraudulent or not. But hey, no, I mean, but you're you're not. I mean, you're you're a St. Peter's fan in the moment. You're, it's not like you know when we start next year, you're gonna be like, oh, all right, I'm a huge fan of the Peacocks. Like that that's fair just, enough. That's just not true. But, I mean, and, and thanks for the call, Dan. I, I do appreciate it, and I, I know you were said yesterday, and, and I think we all were. Um, so, so let me just run through their schedule regular season. All right, so they played VCU, and Virginia Commonwealth is always pretty good. They lost to them by three. They played St. John's. They got crushed. Lost to them by 21. Beat LIU Brooklyn by two. Lost to Providence in Providence by 14. Lost to Siena. Lost by double digits to St. Francis of New York. Lost to Stony Brook. Then went on a nice run. Lost to Canisius. Lost to Iona. This, By the way, this is Iona's conference, the MAC. Iona was the best team all year in this conference. Lost to Ryder. Lost again to Iona. And then from Friday, February 25th through last night, have not lost since then. But their marquee win on the season, coming into the tournament, I don't know, Monmouth, Marist, Manhattan, Quinnipiac, they didn't even beat Iona this season. Those are your Fairfield, those are your big signature wins until now. Until now. And then it goes Kentucky, Murray State, and Purdue. It is unbelievable. Let's talk to the man that might have the darkest heart in the country, Joseph in the car. Good morning, Joe. You're on 9870 SPN. My call screener says you hate St. Peter's. How is that possible? Yes, I do hate St. Peter's. Here's why. So I'm a graduate of Monmouth University uh, in 2018. I uh, went through the whole seasons of the bench mob and, you know, beating USC, beating UCLA, beating Notre Dame, beating all these top programs. We make it to the MAC tournament, lose to Iona. The following year, we have an even better record, lose to Siena and the semifinals. This year, we go to the MAC tournament again at Hard Rock Stadium, 
and Atlantic City. My friends and I drive down there, and we lose to St. Peter's. And then St. Peter's goes on to, win, to go to the Elite Eight. So you think I mean, it could be you? On. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, it, it could be me, yes. It also should have been us, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but can't you look at this and say, this is, this is, I get it that they're a team that I compete against and maybe I don't like them when we play them, but this is my conference and have some rooting interest because it's, it's, this is the MAC, Joe. This is the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. They're not considered a basketball power by any stretch. I, I'm telling you right now, that should have been us. Mammoth, we have so many great players and we lose to a St. Peter's team who we were beating in the last five minutes in the MAC tournament final. So you are, 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 let me ask you this now. You're rooting for North Carolina or St. Peter's tomorrow? Um, I'm from Jersey, so I'm going to have to stick with St. Peter's. But, I mean, I really thought they didn't have a shot against Purdue, and they won. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, and it's, it's not fair, too, because all of my mom's friends went down to Philly yesterday and saw St. Peter's beat Purdue. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're Jersey strong. We've got to support our Jersey, our Jersey schools, but... Still, it's kind of unfortunate that Mom is not there. After I understand your disdain. I actually do. It may, it, and thanks for the call. You not rooting for for St. Peter's makes a little bit of sense, but I think it's it's time to to get over that now. And this thought of if we would have beaten them in the MAC championship, we would be here now. You come on. You have no idea that that in fact is the case. All right, we'll take one more. We'll get to break. Come back. One hundred nine one nine three seven. Seven six Bill in Queens. Good morning, Bill. You're next up on ninety eight seven. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You know this uh, whole sadness thing. I think it's pretty pathetic. Like you guys tried to do something fun for the station. Whoever did the votes, but the bad guy, the real bad guy in this whole thing, in my opinion, is Peter Rosenberg. Oh, tell because me why. I, I I heard your interview yesterday when you were on the K show. And you and Don definitely have some love for each other. But he's sitting there with his snide laughs. And if that was done to him, he would have hired a lawyer to, to look into, to, into this travesty. That's what he would have done. That's the kind of guy that he is. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, uh, he's a baby. I, I, don't, no, I don't think anybody would argue that with you. He's a tremendous, tremendous baby. And, and just to show you, we come out with the whole sadness and his reaction is, oh, I don't care at all. And then he's tweeting out when he's going up against Rick, hey, Rosebuds. The, by the way, the, the, his people are the Rosebuds. Even if you love Peter, and he, he does have a lot of big fans out there, would you ever want to be called a Rosebud? You're a big fan of uh, of Peter, Ty, aren't you? You like him a lot. Yeah, it's my guy. Would, so are you a Rosebud? <laughs> no, never, ever say that again. Because it's embarrassing. Is, is that like self-proclaimed? Did he call himself that? Or like his no, fans that? No, he tweeted to his people and said, hey, Rosebuds. He did? I'm, I don't I'm, believe that. There's no I love my that. commies. I'm telling you. Rosebuds? Yeah, he tweeted. He said, hey, Rosebuds, I'm down you know, a couple hundred votes here. Let's let's get to work. Peter's been doing this for too long to, to, to have that corny of a, of, of a nickname Like you look at Peter as, as a cool guy, right? Yeah, he's got some swag. He's and got that, some sauce. And, okay, so you tell me. That's, that's what? That's pathetic? That's it, embarrassing? That's what? Yeah, it's like the low point of his career. I'm going to... Ro- having Rosebuds. Rosebuds? Yeah. Come on, Mike. Rosenberg, really? Rosebuds? Rosebuds. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, and did I you agree. hear that he's now rooting for Duke? That I, I I went on the show yesterday. I went after him. He, it's that's disgraceful. Under any circumstance, could you ever see yourself rooting for the Cowboys? You could have me hostage, <laughs> and say if you don't root for the Cowboys, we will take a limb. And I would say, do me a favor, 
left leg. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no. And then he's like, well, the story's so nice. Stop it. <laughs> no, no, never. Could I mean, could you imagine rooting for the Red Sox? No chance. Could you imagine rooting for, I mean, I know you hate them, the Giants? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Ever, you know, under any circumstance, could you imagine? And, and it's, this is not even a great circumstance. And by the way, I just found a tweet. The Rosenberg haters are really having a field day. Are my people really going to let me get destroyed by Rick DiPietro? Rosebuds unite. That's a bad tweet. I love Peter, Rosebuds but that is a unite. bad tweet. <laughs> it might be the worst tweet he's ever put out. Rosebuds <laughs> unite. Oh, that is something else. What, would, what right. would your fan base be? I know you have the company for the show, but a Rothenberg buds? Like, what, what I, don't, I don't know. I'll tell you what it won't be. <laughs> it won't be Rosebuds. <laughs> Rick I, I Pietro and company. All right, we didn't need to go there. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. So the Knicks, down in Charlotte the other night, Terrific win, beginning to end, beat the Hornets. Look, I mean, the Hornets' defense was some of the worst you've ever seen. Played very well, led by R.J. Barrett, hit their threes, Emmanuel quickly, all of it, right? And then last night, you, you think to yourself, well, it's, you talk about stepping up in class, it's, it's Miami. And Miami's just, they're at a, a different level than the Knicks right now. Now, granted, Miami has scuffled lately, but still, it's Miami. And it's Miami coming off that... Remember that little dust-up the other night with Spolstra and Jimmy Butler and Haslam got you know in the middle of those guys? So you think to yourself, they're not, they're not going to win this game. They still don't have Julius Randle. Can we start to take notice, and I'm going to say quietly, maybe the Knicks are better when they don't have Julius Randle? Because you think to yourself, well, they must have had a great game from R.J. Barrett. They did not. Toppin played well. Burks was okay. Quickly was excellent. Mitchell Robinson played well. They got contributions from Grimes and, and everyone, really, all, all in. But I don't look at it and say the Knicks played a, a great game. Uh, they shot like 44% from the floor. They shot well from three. They took a lot of threes. They were good on the glass. They were plus eight in the rebound margin, plus 10 with, with the offensive boards. But, I, I, I mean, you're getting a look right here into the Knicks with no Julius Randle, and I, for one, I'm here for it. I, I mean, if you can figure out a way to unload this contract and move on without him next year and bring anything in return or just move on from that contract and now have money to spend on someone else, I'm here for it. And I, I think it, I said this on the show during the week with Rick, and, and he agreed, and I think you will as well. When this season's done, you got to bring him into the office. Right, Leon Rose? If, the, if there really is a Leon Rose, or you never see the guy. So I wonder if he even lives here. But Leon Rose and Perry and, you know, Thibodeau and, and even Dolan, if you want, sit him down and say, do you want to be here? Do, do you want to be here? Because it seems very obvious and apparent that you don't. And if you don't, tell us the truth. Because if you don't want to be here and it's too much for you or you hate the fans or, or you know, you, you can't deal with the booze or whatever, we're going to do everything within our power to move on from you. And if you do, then enough. If you do, then let's grow up, right? You, you, you're not being this guy that gets the ball in the post and, and spin cycling and never gets seen by anybody else again. Enough. Sick of that. You're not the guy that's booing the fans. You're not the guy that's going after the guy holding the computer. You got, I mean, be a team leader for God's sakes. 
Be one of the solutions, not one of the problems. Be what you were last year, not what you are this year. It's embarrassing for him. And if he can't sign on and agree that, yes, I do want to be here, and yes, I will change my attitude and improve it, then I don't want him here. If he wants to be here, fine. And if not, you know what? We've gotten rid of a lot better than you. 1-800-919-3776. We continue on the phones. Let's go to uh, everyone's favorite, Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, thank you for the kind words. Let me tell you about Julius Randle, then one St. Peter's comment, if I may. It seems, and, and you can, you ever have pine to toss stuck on your car from a pine tree? You ever deal with that? Uh, yeah, like, like like a pine cone on the car? Well, not a cone, where the sap gets on the windshield, and it's the stickiest substance to mankind. Well, what the Knicks have done is they've gone to the court right outside the elbow where Julius Randle plants himself and removed that sticky substance. 30 and uh, 7 assists and turnovers the that game before, 23 and 11 last night. They're getting movement on the ball, and it's not sticking. That's what you're seeing. He, 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 he just holds, holds, holds the ball, drives you nuts. And you're right. And I don't even think he's injured. But let me tell you one thing about St. Peter's. So my wife has a lot of friends that she's in a golf league. And one of them is an alumni of St. Peter's. And she took two other uh, lady golfers with them. They went to the game last night. They happened to be on TV. You caught a glimpse of it. Not that, they didn't go to the St. Peter's gym. They went to the game. And they couldn't. They said it was just wild. These little guards stole the ball so many times from the blind side, you can't but root for this. This is even better than George Mason, which, if you think about it, Dave, was 16 years ago. I think it was yeah, 05. Yeah, and, and they, beat, they beat Connecticut. And I think they went. They, they, they were that UCLA-Florida Final Four. I was at that Final Four in Indianapolis. Really? Okay. Yeah. And was that Larinaga? That was Larinaga, who, who ironically is now one win away from going to a Final Four with a second different team. Now they got quite, He's in thanks. Miami, right? Yep. Right, right. Well, and he has a kid, I believe, that coaches too. Anyway, it's a great story. It just felt like they wouldn't lose that game last night. I don't know how you felt, but I didn't think they would lose it. And they gave up. I would have fouled the guy. See, I'm not – I don't have the, the cojones. See, I, would I, I, I would typically agree with you 100%. But if you look at the size mismatch, I mean, they have a, they have a guy who's 7'4". So you, you you foul the guy, he hits the first, he misses the second, you have such a size advantage down low. Typically, I agree. I'm up three with seconds to go, you're not getting a shot off, I'll win the, the battle of the glass, and, and I'll win the game. But last night, I, I, that gets you nervous. And Ivy had a look at a three, and he missed it, and, and it goes on, and they go on. And it really is. I mean, in my lifetime, the I mean, what would have been the great college basketball stories I've seen? Uh, I didn't enjoy it. But 85, when, when Georgetown, I mean, when Villanova went on this magical run, 83, survive and advance North Carolina State, led by Jim Valvano, right? And they win the whole thing, and they beat Five Slamma Jam in the championship, right? We had George Mason to the Final Four. But this has to be, in, the, in the, I mean, really, in the history of college basketball, this has to be right up there as one of the great stories you've ever seen. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. We have Don? All right, let's 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 bring him on. Don LaGreca joins the show. Good morning, Don. You're on 98.7. I, How are you? I kind of good. I, I kind of joined late. What, what, what did I do? What am I being accused of? 
Uh, people are calling. Many people are calling saying that you you promoted them cheating for you on Thursday, the night before the voting took place yesterday morning. I never said cheat. I said, you know, vote as often as possible. If you've got to go to different computers, create different accounts, vote as often as you can. I just made a suggestion, which because I was thinking I wasn't thinking president of the United States, one man, one vote. I was thinking of like you can vote 35 times for the MLB All-Star. So I was like, just vote. And, and, and you know what? Somebody that wanted to vote for you could have done the same thing. I, right, I didn't right. even and know I don't there have was a, a problem thing where you could that. buy votes. Let, let me ask you this. Are you turned off by what happened? I, I turned off as strong. I mean, it, I said, I, you'd like to see these things be legitimate. I, it bothers me that somebody, somebody did this. You know, if, if Rick did this, then I could see, well, it created some fun or whatever. But, you know, if somebody, it's not what it's supposed to be about. So I'd like to really see who would have won under legitimate circumstances. But what I was trying to do on the show, and I was having some fun, was to balance out that why did you guys have the vote go from 6 to noon? You kind of skewed it towards getting your listeners to vote. And so I figured, well, here's my time to kind of balance the scales a little bit by telling our people to go out and vote for me and just having some fun. I, I didn't think anybody would go to this extent. I didn't even know that that extent even existed. <laughs> I, I know. You know, so it, I guess it turns – you know what turns me off? Like there's people actually out there that think that I would cheat. Like cheat is, I guess, a really strong word, especially after the Astros and everything. It's like, listen, did something happen? Absolutely. Who did it? Wasn't me. Wasn't Peter. Wasn't Michael. Wasn't, wasn't anybody affiliated with the show. But if we wake up on a Saturday morning and people are calling in that I cheated, and it's like, like come on, Really? Yeah, really? I, never, I never I was upset when it first happened because it was such a distasteful. I mean, it's just so awful to, to watch you get forty three hundred votes in a seven minute span. And then, and then of course, just, you get competitive. And, I get it. Right. And I think you would have felt the same way. So I felt cheated. And, and for a minute, I was angry at you. But I stand by it. I don't think well, well it's, it's twofold. I don't think that you have the, the not, I don't mean the, the financial means. I just mean the, like the wherewithal to even know how to cheat. I really don't. And on top I didn't of even that, know this thing existed. And on top of that, I think you're a man of, of high ethical conscience. I really do. And I don't think that you would cheat. I don't believe that. So I stand by that. But And I do respect the fact that you stand up and you call this show and you're like, listen, something clearly happened. Well, I mean, when I saw the analytics, I didn't even realize. At first, in the beginning, I was thinking, I guess it's legitimate that as the, as the morning went on, that the numbers would skew a little bit for me as our listeners started to wake up and start their day. But when I found out the analytics were like, you know, 4,400 to zero, something happened. Something happened. And it just, it, and, I would, and I would say, listen, why don't we just get neutral? When your show's over, let's run it up the pole. Let it run, you know, the rest of we the could, day. You know what we could do? We could throw like an 8 a.m. And we could do this like, like, a, like a, you know, a different, it doesn't have to be during this whole sadness event, like an 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. From the end of my show to the start of your show. Yeah, I think that would be fair on Monday. Fair. Run it up. Your show ends to the, to when ours begins. You know, we can get together. It could be something that uh, Andrew does, or you can get you know Ray to do it, or Ty, and run it up and just you know. And then obviously we'll take a look. And if it happens again, <laughs> then <laughs> we at least know that it exists. But just have some. But listen, I, I I don't. What's happening is things are now coming between me and you. No, where, no, I don't believe that to be true. Or in fact, just you can ask the guys on the other like, side. Uh, 
I said nothing, nothing negative about you. But when people, so I don't understand how people are are hearing what you said on Thursday and thinking that you were calling for cheating, though. But did you hear it? Did you play it? No, back? I didn't. I didn't hear it. I have not harass heard. them, harass them, make them relinquish fun. the ball. <laughs> I was just having fun. I never. I, again, I couldn't even ask people to buy votes. I didn't even know that even existed. I was thinking like MLB, like you can vote multiple times. And, you know, there, there are times where I, 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 I did it on my phone. I said, create accounts. I was just having fun. And also, anybody listening that was voting for you could have done the same thing. You know, and again, it wasn't anything like, did I want to win because I'm a competitive person? Yeah, but if I had lost, I'd be happy. I love you. I told you that you're the best guy on the station. So I would have taken the defeat in stride because I thought it would be legitimate. So, listen, I know you don't think I'm a cheater. But I there don't. are people out there that think I am, and I guess that bothers me. I'm down on polls now. I don't even want to do polls anymore. <laughs> but who knew? I mean, we live in a world where you can, I mean. You, this, how, stu- I mean how stupid is that? Like, if there is a listener out there that did this, they're stupid. Well, d- there must be, no. I mean, do you, I, you don't really think it was Rick. Rick doesn't have that kind of uh, capability. He, I don't think that he would do that. I th- I, I, I get what you're saying, that Rick isn't really savvy with that stuff. Hey, Buster, how you doing? It's Ricky Pietro calling. Rick knows a lot of people, and Rick likes to stir it up. And listen, it created it created segments for us yesterday. It's creating segments for you today to say that it didn't like it didn't spin positive as far as stirring it up. That's why I think Rick would, would do it. But I don't think Rick came up with the idea. I mean, maybe somebody he knows, maybe his wife. Who I a rumored to hear like actually handles his account? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. All, all I know is that if your concern was that you and I are not in a good place, we've I, I think we've never been in a better place. Yeah, we're all on the same team here. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about you, but uh, I just I just I popped on the radio. I heard about you know Don cheating and that you asking Ty, did you lose respect for? Ty? If I lose Ty, if you lose Ty, you yeah. lose the station. I mean, Ty is such a good guy. He's such a great judge of character that if I lose Ty, I got no shot. Yeah, well, people love you. I mean, that that's the thing that you get to wake up every morning and recognize that you are. And I, and I don't mean this to blow smoke up your, you know what? I say this all the time. Of everyone on this station, there is no one more universally loved than you, which is why I didn't like the matchup against you in the first place. I thought it would be very competitive because I think I have a fan base as well. Of course. But, but but people, like, never have I ever once heard, I don't like Don. People might, there could be a faction of people that like me better than you, but there's no one out there that doesn't like you. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good world to live well, in. I think what happened... Honestly, is that the reason people like me is the same reason they like you. It's just that I had a 10-year head start at the station, and that, that's probably the difference. But anybody that likes me would like you. We were root for the same teams. We have the same sensibilities. We're both fans and, 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 fans and just sports yep. people more so than trying to like be savvy radio people trying to you know forward our careers. I think that's what people kind of enjoy, and so um, – no, I just uh, I just want to make sure we're good, and we're, we're, we're and I'm just hoping that you know, like I hope I have time to convince Ty that I'm a better person than he thinks I am right now. Well, I don't I don't think you're uh, you're not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. One more thing, and then I'll let you go. I know you want to get yes. on your day, and that and that is and this really still bothers me, and I really mean it. Rosenberg rooting for Duke is it's a terrible thing, and it's such such, such a such a bad precedent for people out there. You can't have a team done. It's like me turning to you and saying the you know. Tom Landry is retiring from the Cowboys. Will, do you now root for them? 
I know you well enough to know that there's nothing ever that could happen that you would root for no. the Cowboys, the Eagles, any, unless the Giants needed them to win a game, and then you would. But you'd exactly. never root for Dallas. Or, or, or a good story surrounding them. And the reason it's fraudulent is because why, why against Texas Tech? Like, he was unmoved by the ceremony at Cameron Indoor. He's been unmoved by any of the wins, but why, why moving on to the Elite Eight? It's not even the Final Four. And if you hate Duke so much, I think you'll agree with Gonzaga being out, this might usher in a run where he wins the championship. And if you rooted for him against Texas Tech, why wouldn't you now root for him to win the championship? And the two things that I respected about Peter, because I really don't respect him as a sports fan, Penguins, Celtics. That's terrible. Is that his, his rooting for the Washington football team, which I think is legit, and his hatred for Duke. Well, now it's just down to one because his hatred for Duke is over. Nobody that hates Duke is sitting there rooting for him to win and move on to the Elite Eight where the door could be open for them to win the championship. No, Come it's on. Terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. Could you imagine sitting there years ago being like, boy, Nick Foles, what a great story this guy is. I'm going to root for the Eagles? No. No. And, that, and you brought it up yesterday on the show. That was something that's very rootable. Like, they, that was a great story. If I was neutral, if I was a Dolphin sure. fan, yeah, I'm all in on the Eagles winning. I might eat, I might hate the Eagles more than the Cowboys. I hate. Oh God, do I detest both? And and, both I, and I really enjoyed for as as brief as it ended up being the Giants being the only team to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now I got to share that with the Eagles, although we did it twice and they just did it once. But no, that didn't that didn't move. I'm not sitting there, you know, the the, the Philly special and pumping my fist. Are you nuts? No, it's craziness. It really is. All right, go on with your day. How about that? One more, by the way. I can see this is a problem. I can't get enough of you. I love you. And, <laughs> And I have you on the air, and I don't want to let you go. Uh, no problem. I, I, every time they take this, this like Rangers lose to the Islanders, and it's like, oh God, this could be, you know, this could be a downward swing. Boom, come back, win in, in Tampa, win in Carolina, they're back. Then home, you know, on, on the road to the Devils, they lead two nothing, seven goals, they lose that game. And you're like, oh, now it's Pittsburgh, and then they hammer them last night. It's like every time I think the Rangers might be in for a rough patch, they are a resilient team, huh? No, that's the best thing to say about them. Resilient with a tremendous goaltender, which is two nights attributes to have once you get to the playoffs. But, you know, the loss against the Devils was disturbing because it was that they started to read their press clippings. Oh, we got this. We beat them eight straight times. We're up 2 nothing. You know, we, we were owning them in the second period. And then they kind of, they were laxed. And, and that's all it takes. See, that's the thing with this Ranger team. They're really good. But they're not good enough to just show up. And if they if they have any kind of mental breakdown, if they have any kind of lapse, they can get beat. And I'm hoping that devil loss makes them realize that they can't sleep. Like tomorrow is a perfect example. Buffalo at the Garden, five o'clock start with Pittsburgh looming on Tuesday. Yep. Like that's going to be a very interesting test because you know Buffalo's won six three and one in their last ten, but Buffalo's not good. You know, so if they think, oh, we'll just show up, we'll beat Buffalo and go over to Pittsburgh, Buffalo will beat them. So if they really did truly learn their lesson, they'll win 5-1 tomorrow and go into Pittsburgh on Tuesday. If they didn't, then you know that this is a team that maybe just mentally you know, isn't ready to be at the level that people think they're at because good teams don't let that happen. So let's see what happens tomorrow. I can't wait. I know you'll have the pregame at 4.30 right here on That's 97, right. correct? Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful stuff. All right, Don, listen, we're fine. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you very soon. You got it, buddy. Take care. Have a good weekend. Right. You too. That, of course, is the great Don LaGreca, who calls with an olive branch saying there was no cheating from him or his, his immediate clan over there. 
and checking, just checking on, on the level of the friendship, and we are fine. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, my God. Are we here? Did you are see we, what are, just happened? What, what? That was great radio. Don's incredible. How, well, I know that, but what, like, what do you mean? Like he took he took us all the way until Stump Rothenberg, so we go from the, the incredible voice that is Don all the way into everyone's favorite segment. Oh my God! We're, so we're here. It all right. So one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I didn't re- I didn't even realize that. I was like, all right, we'll take a break, come back. But we're we here. We are <laughs> we're here, here. We are. <laughs> we're here. The Dave Rothenberg Show on ninety eight point seven ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. You can try. Many have. You have succeeded, although some have. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 SPN, brought to you by Slowman's. Uh, Ty will give us the record, then we'll get going in just a moment. Tom Pelissero on Twitter. Th- this team's going to be a problem. Um, the Chiefs plan to sign former Bucks running back Ronald Jones to a one-year deal. So I know everyone looks at Kansas City's like, oh, they lose Tyree Kill, and just I'm not so sure that they're going to take a tremendous Step back. All right, Ty, where are we as we begin Stump Rothenberg this Saturday? Fresh off of an 11-1 performance last week. Beautiful. We sit here today at 134-16. and Pretty good numbers, yes? Not bad. 134-16. and Not bad, not bad. All right, if if BetMGM called right now and said, we'll set it at 2 for the amount of losses he has today, what would you bet on? Uh, well, we have to go two and a half because we don't want to push. If we set it at two and a half, I'd go under. If we set it at one and a half. It's interesting because the last three weeks, you've had one loss, two losses, and then no losses. So if we set it at one and a half, oh, that's tough, man. Because that's right where the over-under needs to be. When you All right, so there you out. go. This I, is what we do. So we've come up with a good spread. One uh, and a half. Who are you betting on? I would go Under. Under. So you're going with me? Yes, I'm going take with, with my guy. All right, let's 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 get to the callers, the questions. 1-800-919-3776. Jake, I'm told you also have what you consider to be a terrific question, right? I, I do have a question, and I would take the over because I know I'm stumping you today. So if one other person out there can stump you, then really? the over is hitting. Now, you 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 started at 2-0 and this season. I yes? started off 2-0, and and now I am 2-8. and So on a eight-game losing streak to you. But, you know, today's a new day. It sure is. Let's go to Matt in Bethpage. Matt, lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Um, among non-pitchers, who's the last player to win a baseball MVP without getting double figures in home runs or stolen bases? Oof. So obviously this is going to be a long time ago. Um... So it's it, all right. So it can't be like a Vita Blue, and it can't be Ichiro. I, I'm 
I'm wondering if it's Willie Stargell, but I know he had pop. Was ever a year that he didn't have double-digit home runs? <sighs> I'm thinking Stargell. I don't know. Is there someone I'm missing here? I know they're going to say you can't ask. Is, is it someone we've heard of at least? Sure. Okay. Should I go with Stargell? I mean, there's no way he was. Uh, he won MVP. I know he wasn't a double-digit steal guy. Was there ever a season where he didn't hit double-digit home runs? Because he was a big home run hitter. But did he ever have a season where he didn't hit double-digit home runs? Probably not. I see what you're doing here, by the way. What am I doing? Hard to go the over on losses if you're only going to be able to have time for, like, two questions. Brilliant of me, huh? I, I, I don't know that I know the answer to this. So I will... And I, I, that's not, it can't be Stargell. I'm trying to think who else could it be, and I can't think of anybody else. Um, all right, just to not take up the entire segment, I'll, I'll be wrong, and I'll say Willie Stargell. Uh, no, but uh, you had the right team. It was Dick Grote in 1960. He had only two home runs and no stolen bases, but he won the batting title, and Pirates won the pennant, and he won wow. the MVP. Dick <laughs> All right. Not only did they win the pennant, they won the whole thing. Beat the Yankees in 1960. That's a terrible start. Really tough. So he gets put on hold uh, for round two where he can complete the daily double. All right. Let's go to um, Cullum in the Bronx to try to get on the on the right foot here. Cullum, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? So my question is NFL-related. And yep. what NFL team has the highest points-per-game differential? In, 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 in career? In, history. in, in a season history. Or, or, or ever? No. Team history. The entire history of their entire team. Every season put together. The highest points differential. Wow. Um, Jeez. I mean, what, what team is consistently good? So, I mean, I think... I, and this is probably crazy. I wonder if the Bears could be that team. Because you look recently, but but they were good forever. And they, they had numbers where they, they destroyed teams. But I don't know if that's going to be right. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take 15 minutes. I could easily get this wrong. I'm going to guess the Bears. Incorrect. Oh. It's the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Uh, the Ravens are a new team, though. So, do, are we are we including the uh, the Cleveland Browns on that, or no? It's only the Ravens. Well, no, the Cleveland Browns. All their games are all their games are there, and the Cleveland Browns differential is actually minus two. So, they it includes the Ravens as the Browns prior to to them changing over. No, 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 just the Ravens. So it's just Ravens when they became the, the Ravens. Browns all right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't love it, but that, all right. What's I mean, happening here is uh, troubling. 
It's a falling apart is what's happening here. <laughs> because we're, we're, we've oh. already hit the over through two questions. All right, let's continue. Let's go to uh, Luke in Connecticut. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I might, I might just throw it today because now he's got a wrestling question. I'm not going to know this. I'll be 0-3. So ha- have at it, Luke. I- I've told you please don't call it the wrestling, but that doesn't seem to move the needle for you at all. Go ahead. No, it doesn't. Come on. I found a kink in the armor. I have to take advantage of it. All right. Ty, did you hear Wednesday how he cried like a baby over the wrestling question? Luke, would you like to ask your question, or do you want to start hosting a, a poll-in <laughs> segment here? All right, all right, all right. Brock Lesnar, after his first tour with WWE, joined the NFL, but was cut by what team? Is it the Vikings? I know he's from Minnesota. I'm going to guess the Vikings. Uh, you, you do it to me every week. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Not a terrible question. Not a terrible question. Have faith in, in the, the call screening, my friend. Yeah, you're right. You're, ve- you're very good. You're very good. You're better than, you're better than RJ at this. Absolutely you are. Um... So that's one and two. All right, let's slowly morph back into uh, good standing here. Let's go to um, let's go to Matt in Montville. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg at one and two, which is really shocking. Hey, Dave. Well, I got you last week, and right now I'm actually in Palm Beach, Florida on the beach, but I had to call in and give you a question. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here we Can go. you tell me what is the largest sports stadium in the world? So Azteca is big. What else is big? Michigan Stadium, but I don't think that's as big. What else is there? There's one in India that's very large. So in the U.S., I think it's Michigan Stadium, which I think is like 107,000. So if I tell you the country, does that work, or do you need to know the name of the stadium? I'll let Ty decide. I thought the name, but if you want to go with the country and he thinks it's okay, I'll give it to you. Okay. Ty, is it okay if I, if I give the country? No, I don't he's know just the... asking for the name of the stadium. Oh, stop it. Come on. He didn't ask for which country holds well, the I'm gonna, I'm going to give you country, and you guys can determine whether or not I'm right. I'm going to say India. Final answer? Final answer. India is correct. It is the Narendra Modi Stadium in India. It holds 132,000 people. It is a tough name, so I think I'd give it to you for knowing the country. So he would give it to me. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, do you think there's anybody in the world that knows of Namindra Nodi Stadium or whatever he just said? <laughs> All right, we'll give it to you. At Thank two you. And two. I don't think that's giving it to me. I think that I think I did well there. I mean, no? you're struggling today, so we'll, I'm two we'll, and two. We'll be nice. Uh, you started zero and two, which is a disgrace. All right, Chris in uh, in Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. Uh, I think next year for host sadness, Ty is going to be the uh, Saint Peter's. So watch out for Ty Butler next year. That's what he I'm made saying. some noise this year, and then he was very braggadocious I know. I know. about it too. 
taking I love shots Tom. at Alan Hahn. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so, Dave, baseball question. Between 1960 and 1980, yeah. which I consider the golden age of baseball, um, only two right-hand batters won the batting title in the American League for those 20 years. Only two right-handed batters won the batting title. Can you name them? All right, so that takes that Rod Carew, who I'm, I'm sure won it. Of course. He, he won like seven. Yeah. And George Brett. Right. And George Brett hit 390 in 1980. That's right. Um, and Carew hit 388 in one of those years, too. All right, so let's see. Right-handed hitters. Who do we have? Um, from what year? From 60 to 80? Correct. I think Norm Cash won it, but Cash was a lefty, I know. Um, Yaz, I, I'm confident, won it, but he batted lefty also. Long Island's own Carly Strumsky. Um, who else won it? He won it a bunch of times, I think, Yaz. I think Tony Oliva won it, didn't he? But he, I think, was also a lefty. Well, it's a tough question. Uh, we could drop to, to, to two and three here. So Carew wanted a bunch. Brett wanted a bunch. I think Fred Lynn won it also when he was Rookie of the Year, but he, he batted and threw a lefty, I think. Oh, my God. And then Brett was 1980, so it's got to be... It's got to be before that. Like, well before that, because I think that was a, a run with Carew. Did Alex Johnson win it at any point? I think he might have. I don't know if he was a lefty or a righty. Right, I'm going to leave him to the side for now. And I have to give you both guys? Yes, because it's, uh, you know, normally I like to just give you one answer, but this is two, and, you know, I think it's appropriate that you get both of them. All right. And they're so, both well-known guys. Oh, I, that's, so now you're making me think maybe it's not Alex Johnson. Well, no. All right, I'll, you know what? I'm going to give you Alex Johnson. You name the other guy. Alex Johnson is right. Name the I, other guy. Alex Johnson. So, so you consider Alex Johnson to be a very well-known guy? All right. Um, when I was growing up, he was a very well-known guy. I know him. I don't think a lot of people would know who Alex Johnson was. Um, okay. So I know Oliva won it, but he, he batted lefty. You got Carew, you got Yastrzemski. All right. How about Frank Robinson? There you go. He won the Triple Crown 66, Dave. There very go. good. There we go. All right. That's pretty good. Now, Ty. And even Jake, too. Yeah, never heard of him. Never heard of him. You don't know Alex Johnson, right? No No idea. Alex Johnson could walk into this room, and and I'd have to call security because I think, you know, there's an issue with that. Even if he said I'm the right-handed batting leader in the 1960s, (laughs) he would still. Yeah, I'd say no shot, buddy. No shot. Okay. All right, so that's uh, that's three three and two. two. Yeah. We've had had quite the rebound. Uh, All right, Jake, you're very confident today. Would you like to go now, or would you like to— to go in the first, uh, first well, of Dave, the next segment. I'm never confident with you, but I think we should tease it a little bit and come back after the break with it. You, you love to tease your questions. All right, let's go to um, John in Manhattan then. John, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I am fine, John. How are you? 
Okay, I have an NIT question. Oh, boy. In the history of the tournament, there are only two schools that have won back-to-back NITs. Who are they? All right, so I think that's... Well, let me just think here now. I think it's CCNY. And that was in the... Well, St. John's, I believe, did too. Did NYU? That all morphs together. So I'll go with St. John's is one. But CCNY might not be. Okay. That's got to be something more recent. Did, oh, I think, did Ronaldo Balkman lead South Carolina to back-to-back NITs? Final that, answer? That's my final answer. Yeah, I'm going to go St. John's in South Carolina. You are absolutely right. That's 4-2. and two. And that's a pretty good comeback from 0-2. And, and the return of Stump Rothenberg. Where are we, Ty? 4-2? and two? We are 4-2. and two. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go, because you can't get through an addition of Stump Rothenberg without going to. And, and I trust you. So let's go to Sal and Duchess. Good morning, Sal. You're next up. Hi, I was told uh, I was going to get on. Uh, what college did you go to? Oh, you, you want to go to the what college? Okay, that's fair. I'll put you back. It does say college. I didn't know it was the what college did he go to segment. Fair enough. Let's go to Frank in Staten Island. Frank, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. What's up, Frank? Yes. Uh, what New York Yankee rookie hit two home runs in one inning? Two home runs in one inning. I can't imagine there's a lot of Yankees that have done that. Period. Um, and you wonder if it's. Just... I know A Rod did it, but clearly he wasn't a rookie. I know Fernando Tatis, the the, the father. did it I think he hit two grand slams Carl Everett I believe did it the Yankee rookie this gotta be a long time ago um boy the only one I don't uh, this is kind of a guess, but I, I think he hit. I don't know if he was a rookie with the Yankees when he did it. Cliff Johnson is the only person I can possibly think of. So that'll be my final no. answer. No. No? All right. What's, what's the answer? Joe Pepitone, 1962. All right. There you have it. There you have it. So that's four and three. Stumbling all over the place here today. Um, He gets put back on hold. So are we ready for round two now or no? Uh, we got one more. Oh, yes, we are ready for round two. I'm sorry. I okay. wanted to go with my question, Dave. Oh, yeah, Jake. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you. All right. <laughs> that <laughs> happens here and there. That? Yeah, why'd you say it like that? Come on. You know, I just run the board for your show every Saturday. Oh, but... here we go. All right, here we go. All right, let's go. And I hate to be that guy that's about to put you back at 500 as well. You have, you really have <laughs> today. I'm never confident, but I'm just trying to be a little, you know, Ty Butler-like. All right, here we go. Short and sweet today. Two teams in Major League Baseball history have never given out a contract worth more than a total of $60 million. Who are those two teams? 
Jake, did I nail this question to this morning? Ty did nail it, yes. So, really? I mean, you think the Rays... Well, we can eliminate the Yankees and the Mets. Well, yeah, we can eliminate the Yankees. We can eliminate the Mets. Can we eliminate the Yankees? Yeah, I think so. Based on uh, recent history? Um, I feel like if, if I had time, I may be able to go there. But I don't want to take 15 minutes. So you might get me here. Um, obviously, the Nationals are not on this list. Two teams... The team, I mean, the Indians, you'd think. The Rays, the A's. Not the Marlins, because they had that Stanton deal. Is there a National League team? Not the Giants, not the Dodgers, not the Rockies now. They just had a huge signing. Not the Cardinals, not the Braves. Sorry to do this. Uh, Brewers? I don't know about the listeners, but I actually don't mind when you do this. I like hearing your thought process behind some of the answers. Uh, Brewers? No, I think the Braun deal was huge. Uh, all right. But I think Salvador Perez's contract is probably over, is it over $60 million? So I, I would think that we are like A's, Indians... Rays. These would be my. I don't think the Royals because I think the Perez contract is over sixty. I don't think I'll get it right, but I will go with the Indians and Rays. All right, Dave. Well, here's the thing. I also hate you know the multiple part questions, so I hated doing this. But you did get one of them right. You did get the Indians, or as they are known now as the Guardians. So I'm going to give you a correct answer with that. And what was your other? You said the A's? I said the Rays. The Rays. And, you know, those are the two teams when you think of small ball or money ball. You think of the A's and the Rays. The Rays actually just gave their young superstar, Wander Franco, Franco, 11 years, $182 million. And the A's spent a... Whopping total of $66 million on Eric Chavez back in 04. So the correct answer is actually the Cleveland Guardians oh. and... Who I, who I threw in there. Who you in threw in thought. there. Yep. And the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the largest contract that they ever gave out was to Jason Kendall for $60 million in 2000. Yeah, I didn't even think of them. I should you're 4-4, and four, buddy. We need, it. we need you to ramp you're, it up. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, let's let's see what we got. So let's go to Sal and Duchess then. Sal, you're you're out now. Lead us off on the college portion of Stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dan Hampton from the Bears. Dan Hampton from the Bears. Number was he ninety nine? Um, Dan Hampton. Here's one of my wife's questions. She's a Bears fan. We were I talking think he's about from Oklahoma, it. Oklahoma, but I don't think he went to Oklahoma. I think he went to a big school, though. Did I'm not sure. Could he get? Did he go to Arkansas? Yeah, yes, he did. Arkansas. Ar- okay, right. so that's five and four. Good. Uh, let's let's continue. Uh, Cullum with a chance for the daily double. Cullum, have at it. Remember, these are supposed to be Ty also skill position players. Correct. Correct. All right. Go ahead, Cullum. Wow. 
Ah, you said skill position. I'm disappointed because I was going to say Teron Armstead, who had a big contract. So, I, I mean, you, you tell me. I, I, I can play the Teron Armstead game with you if you'd like. He went to Arkansas Pine Bluff. All right, well, you got a, you got the win on it. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right, and there you have it. But that's not right. We've established that. Yes, yes we have. That it's supposed to be skill position players. Let's go to uh, Frank in Staten Island. He would like to also play. Go ahead, Frank. Hey, Dave. Uh, Jim Laranega. So he... You are asking me about a college basketball coach. Now, I believe he went to Archbishop Malloy and played for Jack Curran and Correct. then attended Providence College. Correct. Oh. <laughs> uh, you ready for me, buddy? I'm ready. So gotta, where are we now? Seven and four? Seven and four. We got to go So quickly. if we go five and oh, that'd be 12 and four, which is not what you expect, but not terrible. That's good math out of you, going okay. from seven to uh, plus five to get to 12. Duncan Robinson. Michigan, and I yeah, believe started, uh, he went to a Division three school he first. Did. Was it? Was it? I think he went to Williams. Ah, oh, that would be correct. Look at yeah. you, man. Look at you, just showing off for the people. <laughs> Hanging on the rim. Zach Randolph. Michigan State. Wow. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite players in NBA history, Mitch Richmond. Kansas State. This guy is unbelievable. He also went to a uh, community college, Moberly Area Community College. Moberly Area, very well known. Yes. Uh, very well known. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Nick players uh, of all time, Kurt Thomas. A Nick, TCU, who nice was note. one of the few to lead the nation in scoring and rebounding while in college. You, you're just uh, flexing on them. Flexing oh. on them. Love the uh, pick and roll game Kurt Thomas and Stephon Marbury played. And we'll leave it off with another former Nick. He just announced his retirement officially this past week. Let's go to my guy, razzle-dazzle, Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford went to the University of... Uh-oh, wait for it. University of... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um... Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Michigan. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and there you have it. You know what that? So the, Steph Curry does this thing sometimes where he'll, he'll like shoot a three, and before it goes in, he's already turning around, walking away. I'm I already think, on my way back. I think that's what you just did. 12 and 4, buddy. We didn't hit, we hit the over on, on the losses today, but to go from 0 and 2 to 12 and 4, I think that's a little more impressive than the the, the average 12 and 4 performance. Not not awful by any stretch. Not what we've been, become accustomed to, but not awful. 